Hey everyone, I'm Audio Nerd 64. And I'm Big Nakruma. And we are wow. getting friends. We <laughs> are getting friends. I can't even get a full and in. We are getting friends. We are getting friends. That's a cute one. Thank you. You're welcome. I had to make up for last time. It was atrocious. Ooh, it wasn't good. <sighs> Logging on. So many releases. It takes two. Monster Hunter Rise. Disco Elysium, the final cut. The Binding of Isaac. Repentance. Outriders, Oddworld, Soulstorm, Narita Boy, Genesis Noir, and we're also talking the Xbox Network, Sony and Evo, E3 2021, and CD Projekt Red. They be staying in the logging on section. They really do. They really <laughs> These past two weeks in Nerdum, Wikipedia, Space Jam, Godzilla vs. Kong, Loki, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Woo! Right there, though! And in the party chat, we have a very special guest. An extremely special guest. With a very special interview to talk about a very special game. Yes, we're very excited about Second Star, and we'll jump into that later. It's going to be great. I feel it. Let's log on. It Takes Two came out. Good thing no, right? Did I make that joke already? Probably. To rave reviews, everyone is talking about it. Everyone loves it. Yes. And the rant that the developer, whose name is <laughs> slipping my mind, uh, did at the Game Awards, where he like basically said, fuck the Oscars, fuck the Oscars, like over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Apparently good. that's in the game somewhere. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm very excited to find it. Um, I don't love platformers and this kind of stuff, but I- I'm going to do it because it just seems too adorable not to. Too adorable and you love a game where you get to play with me. Mm, yes. Yep, that's true. Monster Hunter Rise <laughs> came out. Um, it's not Monster Hunter World, but it is Rise. I mean, it's just it's more Monster Hunter. <laughs> was like, where are you going? <laughs> and it's on the it's on the Switch, so it's not like as robust. I mean, I was. I mean, the... it is as robust. Yeah. Let me. Okay, it is robust. Right. It's not graphically. A true Monster Hunter experience. I, the first Monster Hunter game I played was on, I think, the GameCube. I definitely think this is more of a true Monster Hunter experience. Right. But um, either way, it's not for me, and it's <clears throat> not for Cedric. And so uh, if you're having fun with it this week... Don't speak for me. <laughs> if you're having fun with it this week, good for you. We're very excited for you. Disco Elysium, the final cut, has been released. I'm mostly noting this. not it, It's like a new version of a game that already came out, and we usually skip these kinds of things. But it's coming to console for the first time, specifically PlayStation, and it's coming to Xbox this summer. Oh, wow. Probably on Game Pass. I know. I'm like, not going to. Well, here's the thing, because I was like, oh, I have to get my PC first. Got to get the PC. Gotta, I want to play this, but the PC, but the PC, but the PC. And... I don't know when I'm going to make that damn thing, but it might be before the summer, so it might not matter. But, oh wait, if it's on Game Pass, it might be on Game Pass for PC as well. It may may only be on Game Pass for PC. I'm not going to buy it. (laughs) Either way, people are uh, comparing this to like a game leveling up that it is, Mm. that it was extremely good before, but now it is a classic must-play, like perfect experience. Perfect. I'm just repeating what, what I'm the, seeing on the internet. I, well, damn. On these Reddit streets. I mean, I feel like I feel like the conversation we have with Kenji, this feels like a game I might want to play more than once. Maybe I'll do like a classic run and then like a a final cut run. Hmm. 
We'll see. Who knows? The Binding of Isaac, Repentance has come out. Is that a devil game? Um, I mean, <laughs> yes, it's a devil game. So You know how I feel about the devil games. Mm. <laughs> Oddworld Soulstorm also has come out. It is free if you have PS Plus. So, again, platformers and all that stuff. And it's a devil game. So, I don't have much to say. I know you don't. Genesis Noir. Mm. I So, I don't really know much about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw you starting to play it. And mm. I heard all of the, this beautiful sound design and the music. And I was like, oh, I'm really intrigued. So, I'm not... I was like, I'm not going to look into this at all because I just want to experience it. Because I was like, this is this is interesting to me, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's like a physics noir detective game. That's beautiful. I love it. I'm having the time of my life. We'll talk about it in the home screen probably in the next episode. So I will uh, postpone until then, but it's out and it's on Game Pass. So go check that out. Narita Boy, same boat, out on Game Pass. People are raving about it. Can't shut up about it. I played it and I enjoyed what I played. And it is also a game that I think I'm going to watch. I want to check this one out because I like platformers. Yeah, you have a tolerance for that that I do. <laughs> I'm platform tolerant. <laughs> oh my God. Finally. Dun, 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 dun. Outriders arrived. And you probably didn't get to play any of it because the servers have been down the since The servers March. have been completely fucking down. And I'm sitting here like, well, damn. Because I'm, <laughs> look, I haven't been even playing Apex and I'm trying to catch up on my battle pass. And I was like, well, I guess I should play Outriders. And I feel like every time y'all playing Outriders, it's like, well, actually, we're going to hop over to Destiny because the servers are down. Yeah, it's... um, Which is a shame. Not been that great. I feel like everyone was really high off of the demo mm-hmm. and was really excited. Mm-hmm. I was really excited. And... Almost every time I've played, it has been a disaster, technically. Not in terms of the game itself. I'm actually really enjoying the game. Good. And again, we'll have a lot more to say about this on the home screen. But I got to say, out of like the four times that I've tried to play, Mm -hmm. three of those times have been completely marred by connection issues and all the Mm -hmm. other kind of stuff. It has definitely smoothed out. Mm -hmm. Um, But... There have been some reported issues of people like losing all of their gear because oh, of random shit. glitches and stuff, which, by the way, is happening in Apex Legends right now for PlayStation players. Oh, okay. They're was... just like logging in and all of their shit is gone. Could you... I would be pissed. Oh, oh my God. The Reddit is. I'm sure is on <laughs> fire. Because I mean, like, look, Outriders came out a couple days ago, Apex came out a couple years ago. So, like, it's such a weird random bug. Yeah, no, that's like a lot of oof, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I am excited to check out Outriders as well, and I can't be too mad because I didn't pay for it. That's right, it's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. I just feel like that needs to be like, should we just like list games and then just note when they're not on Game Pass at this point? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps uh, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Kind of not. I mean, we're going to move on to Xbox Network next anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe before we talk about actually the Xbox Network, we could say MLB The Show 21 is coming to Game Pass day and date. Uh, I 
haven't played a baseball game oh in a very long time so long. because they'd never come out for Xbox. That's right. The developer of this game is a Sony-owned company, so I don't understand what's going on here, but I'm happy about it. They said we have bills to pay, and Microsoft <laughs> is over there trying to just give out money to people, so thank I'm you. Thrilled. Thank you, you like for Game baseball Pass. games like that? I, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, uh, let's not get twisted. I'm going to log on and play, like, one game a month. <laughs> But just knowing that I can... I, I do like baseball games. Not like that. I would play it strictly for the nostalgia factor because like it was one of the few sports games that I could, you know, grasp easily. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like football games and like soccer games, those people are on another plane. Basketball games, I can fuck with that. Baseball, easy. Hit the ball, run to the base. It's so, yes, give me that. Give me that. It's like one golf. of the MLB titles, I don't think it was the show, but it, it used to be like my favorite game when I was a little wow. kid. I mean, at a time. Right. Like, I mean, for one particular three month stretch. Yes. Of <laughs> it your was childhood. my favorite game. Anyway, Xbox Network, anyway, what we were yes. actually supposed to be talking about. Right. Um, that's the new name for all this Xbox shit. Xbox Live is dead. Dead. Like Mario. Xbox Live is basically now Xbox Gold. Right. And Xbox Gold is part of oh, Xbox God. Network, so which includes all of their little subsidiary things. I'm not a fan of this Microsoft naming convention situation. Dumb as fuck. The console names <laughs> are really dumb. <laughs> the network situation, like we all, it, it, everything has game, Xbox or Microsoft in front of it. Who are they Why? branding it for? Because right. it's not me. I'm in already. Like I. <laughs> You have my money for the year. I don't get I'm it. still checking to try to get a new damn console. I don't get it. Because you're not paying for Xbox Network. You're paying for Game Pass Ultimate. So Right. <sighs> I'm, it's, I'm confusion. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. It's dumb. They can name it whatever the fuck they want. I'm going to continue just to call it Xbox Live forever. Yeah. But it does seem like the end of an era, not only in Xbox world, but also in Sony world. Yes, an end of an era for many of a beloved PS3 and Vita games. Sony has uh, announced that they are shutting that shit down and or shutting down the online store so you can't purchase games for these uh, systems anymore. Online. And, online. Right. Of course, you know, there's always physical copies. Uh, it's, it's fucked up. I feel bad because there are developers who developed games for Vita right. that are not big budget triple a studios and like the vita game is what feeds them every right. month <laughs> like the like, sales of yeah. this game so i feel bad for those folks and i also think that it's a bigger story than just oh those consoles are old and so sony's not going to manage the store for them anymore mm-hmm. that's like logical to a certain degree where it's problematic is you really are faced with the idea that you don't own necessarily all of the stuff right. that you buy. Like they're not taking stuff out of people's libraries because they're shutting the store down. But essentially what they are saying is that the Vita will no longer really be able to have any new content for you. Right. Whatever you currently have on Vita is it. is it. And I don't know. I, I don't think that that bodes well for, a lot of people who have largely digital libraries now. Yeah, it's like not a great precedent to set. 
at all because, you know, then it becomes, well, then it's like these games are, and then the, the next wave, and the next wave, and the next wave. And like, look, people like their old shit. Like, it kind of reminds me like my dad would always buy games that were super duper old when we first got our Xbox. But now like people don't have those options anymore. Right. And in a digital world, and that's not great. I would feel a lot better about this decision if Sony was somehow trying to connect with the developers to at least put their game onto a physical disc or cartridge of some kind. That way there could be a backup of this work at some point because all the coding is for Vita for a lot of these games. And so you can't just port it necessarily uh, or cheaply or easily. It might be something that has to take years to do. So I get it. It's old. And and sometimes old things are not around anymore. But I also feel like we should be trying to preserve at least the history of this entertainment medium. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely still in its like baby stages, you know, as far as like the medium of video gaming itself. Uh, So it kind of makes sense that like archiving has not really caught up yet. Um, and it's also a little bit diff- more difficult because the peripherals change a lot more than what yeah. like film or audio would too. So it's, I mean, there's got to be people doing that kind of doing this work in archiving video games in a way that like makes sense. Because actually, to me, it doesn't. I'm like, hmm, how do you? How would someone do that? There are a lot of places that do that. Oh. Um, so it's not like there aren't people thinking about this. Uh, what I find interesting is that Microsoft is taking essentially the opposite approach and they're (laughs) adding more of the old games that were for the original Xbox and the 360 Mm. and stuff like that. They are making them xCloud available, which means that you actually can just straight up play games that are 10, 15 years old. On your phone. On your phone. And that's just the opposite philosophy in so many ways. And I find that to be a very interesting dichotomy. I've said it before. I will say it again. I think this generation, Microsoft is trying to be the pro-consumer, pro-gamer company. And Sony is trying to make as much money as possible, which isn't to say that Microsoft is not trying to make as much money as possible. Don't get it twisted. It's still gamer friends over here. But I think it's clear who is trying to do something like on behalf of the genre Mm. and Sony just doesn't want to deal with the server upkeep costs or whatever. And so it's just a wrap. Well, maybe in a way to, to make up for it, Sony is buying Evo, which is short for evolution championship series, which if you don't know, it's big old championship series for fighting games. This is basically like the Academy, but for fighting games. <laughs> yes. And they orchestrate like all of the fighting game tournaments. All of them. Cross platform, cross game. Like if it's a major fighting game title, there's an Evo championship tournament for yeah. it. Exactly. Actually, the Academy of Fighting Games is a, is a very apt <laughs> <laughs> comparison. I don't quite know how Sony buying them is making up for what we were just talking about, um, but they have promised that like <laughs> they're not going to fuck with any games that are Switch games or Xbox games. Like 
Evo is just going to be Evo. It's going to continue to be Evo. It's just Sony owns Evo, which probably means that there's going to be larger prize pools for PlayStation-focused fighting games, (laughs) that if the tournaments are in some way for games that are cross-platform, you're probably going to be forced into using a PlayStation for the tournament. Right, and then, like, you know, the Smash Corner is going to be some little dusty spot. (laughs) Next to the they bathroom. said that's not gonna happen. They were like, <laughs> "We're not gonna you know, disrespect uh, these other games." So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, everyone kind of was very cautious about Bethesda and Microsoft, and then there yeah. was some optimism that, "Oh, they're actually not gonna completely screw over Sony and PlayStation." And then the news dropped. It was like, "No, just not yet. We will, but not <laughs> yet. eventually." This is capitalism. So who knows what will happen with this in the long term? But I think it's pretty big news if you're a fighting game fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know really what the long term implications are going to end up being. Uh, hopefully, they're not negative. Yeah. Now I feel like it makes sense. I feel like most fighting games are the big ones that get played on by, on PlayStation. Mm. You know? No. No. More so than Xbox. I'm saying I don't know. Oh. No. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm... That's what I think. This makes sense to me. I would hate that because I think those controllers are ass. We know. We know. <laughs> it's the triggers for me. Uh, E3 2021 is going to be free 99 after everyone was like, oh, no, we have to pay for it this year? I can't believe they even let the rumor get out there that they, they were going to charge <laughs> because we weren't even sure if anyone was going to show up, like like the companies. So yeah. how are you going to charge me for something that was free for me to watch on Twitch last year? That's crazy. They were like, you know what? They probably just leaked it out to be like, let's see what they say. And everyone was like, uh, no. You thought. <laughs> anyway, they clarified it's going to be free. It's June 12th to 15th. And very surprisingly to me, everyone but Sony is going to be there. You, that's You're being sarcastic. Right? I'm not being sarcastic. Sony wasn't there last year. I know that. I'm not surprised that Sony's not there. I'm surprised that everyone else is going to be there. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> that they all just weren't like, okay, Stop have this. fun. We can get an auditorium We've been and social doing distance. it on our own. <laughs> they don't need E3 anymore, but... We'll see what happens. You know, maybe we've been too pessimistic about the future of E3. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. The trend lines are not good. It's not looking good. No. COVID didn't help. But uh, Finally, CD Projekt Red has announced a new marketing and development strategy. They are no longer going to work on one game at a time. They're going to spread that shit out. They're going to work on multiple AAA titles at the same time. And they're not going to market them for 10 years in advance and get everyone's hopes literally on Mars. Honestly, they need, to, they need to shorten the amount of time it takes for them to start marketing. And they also need to put a limit on how much marketing they do. Because those <laughs> Night City wires were, or whatever, Night, Night City Live, or whatever the fuck they were called, it was too much. It was a lot. <laughs> The, the the hype levels were so high, and I just think at this point it's so clear that CD Projekt Red did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. And and if it had been what everyone thought it was going to be, we wouldn't even be Look, having this conversation. It worked, clearly. 
everyone bought that fucking game. I do think everyone bought the game. Everybody bought that game. So, like, it worked or whatever. And also, don't fuck with us again. Okay? So, I hope this new marketing strategy works for them. I hope that working on multiple titles also works. That might help. Actually, I think when you get tunnel visioned on something, it gets hard to see when something doesn't make sense. Like, when you're writing a paper for... 20 hours total and you need someone else to read it because they're going to see the obvious spelling errors that you just cannot see because you've been working on it for so long. Yeah. I think a lot of that is probably um, at play Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I got to say though, they put out that huge patch with literally hundreds of fixes They're clearly committed to getting the game back on track. They canceled the solo multiplayer title. Yeah in order to focus on fixing the main game. I don't think that means that multiplayer is dead forever permanently in the game, but we were supposed to get like a CD Projekt Red multiplayer in Cyberpunk in Night City standalone. Yeah. And clearly that's just not I mean, yeah, no, they got to get this shit together first. So, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll get uncanceled at some point, but... Either way, I think this will be a healthier way for them to move forward. It seems like they really are committed to some internal change. And I think that it's long past time that everyone kind of put the pitchforks down and just let them do their thing. Fair. We have to let people do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they do the wrong thing, then we have to let them do Do the the right right thing. thing. Do the right thing. So Spike, we know. Spike said it first. Yeah. In these past two weeks in Nerdum, Wikipedia? Yeah. As you can imagine, Wikipedia is the Wikipedia for Star Wars. Right. And what about it? Uh, transphobia. <sighs> Great. <laughs> well, because, you know, there, was, there wasn't a link in these notes, and so I was like, I guess he's going to... Tell me. And oh, oh, we're blaming me. I see. That's how I signal. I was like, oh, he's going to tell see. me. So, so you may or may not know that fandom owns like the Wikipedia, the fan oh, yeah. like domain or something. So all these fan Wikipedia pages are actually subsidiaries of fandom.com. Thank you for getting that. And they have a pretty stringent anti-discrimination policy that covers trans issues. Mm -hmm. And the Wikipedia people, I guess didn't know that or whatever, because they essentially put the idea of respecting pronouns up to a vote. Jesus Christ. I am not in the fandom deep enough to know all of the nooks and crannies of this. And so this is a super like 3000 foot view of what happened, but someone who is important in the community, clearly transitioned, or a character transitioned, or something, and there was a fight over whether or not the Wikipedia would reference past actions of theirs by the now-correct pronouns or adhere to the prior pronouns, which, of course, got into a huge 
debacle because of dead naming and there were people taking sides and there were major fandom like figureheads who were stepping in and there was a vote and it was only eligible for certain people so there was a campaign to get people to vote Jesus fucking it was a whole fucking shit show (sighs) it ended up being completely unnecessary because fandom stepped in when they heard about it (laughs) and they were like wait our policy is really clear here, actually. There's no fucking vote. You're going to respect people's pronouns. The end. Like, there's no question here. And everyone was like, okay. And the fallout has been that two mods have been let go for bullying and intimidation oh, as part of the campaign against these trans people who are fighting against the transphobia. Like, the whole thing is a huge fucking mess. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, people are really bitter that it took fandom stepping in for right. things to be corrected. Like, oh, wow, the Wikipedia people, not all of them. Obviously, some of them were very much on the side of trans rights. And some of them were not. And that was really disappointing and has left a really bad taste in people's mouths. So I salute you if you are a veteran of these wars. <laughs> On the, on the Star Wars fandom uh, interwebs. Uh, I'm sorry that you even had to fight for something as simple and basic as like, my name is this and these are my pronouns. Please respect them. I just, anyone who cannot adhere to that to me is like anathema. I don't fucking get it. Yeah, well, at least um, we have a corporation the right side, I guess, and stepping in. It's just, yeah, ooh, the weak. bar is with little Nas X in hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I Lil should. Nas I'll leave. Little Nas X alone. <laughs> he is. <laughs> the bar is in the, is in the layer below him twerking <laughs> on the devil. <sighs> Space Jam, a new trailer came out. It was cute. I mean, I'll watch it. Were you like a big fan of the original? I love the original. We wore that VHS out. Oh my God. So I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, It, look, no one's ever going to touch it, right? And like, I also kind of hate Michael Jordan now. True. (sighs) It's Ready Player One with LeBron James and Luke Tunes. That, which, fine. Is awful. Look, 2020 has been a hard year. 2021 is shaping to be just no, as difficult as I one. don't appreciate <laughs> everyone airbrushing over this. I especially don't appreciate people saying, well, you know, it's because of the Avengers. It's the Avengers' fault. How's the that Avengers? is the point of the Avengers. The point. Oh, you have some, you have a personal stake in this. Is that they all come together to fight at the end because they all have a con. Like, that's the point. You don't Warner need Brothers. Superman Warner to be part of the Space Jam basketball game. Warner Brothers' you answer don't. to the MCU is just, you know, let's just put every property. To, it's like it's like um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You want to talk about that VHS that I wore out? Oh my god, I love that one too. But uh, I, I guess it's inevitable. I'm it's, 
actually like mad about this. Why are you mad? Because I was looking forward to this. I thought they were just going to remake Space Jam with LeBron fucking James. He no. is the Michael Jordan no. of this era. So no, they're franchising it. The story has to like somewhat softly continue from no. the last thing. No. It's a whole overarch. Like that's how we do media now. It's fucking dumb. Well, yes. It's awful. It is. It is. I'll admit that. It is. I hate it too. Sorry. Also, some people are saying that Godzilla vs. Kong is awful. It's called meta narrative. <laughs> and then move on, which is <laughs> distressing me as a fan. Well, I mean, of the Godzilla movies. When you say awful, like, I mean, I feel like that the movie is just Godzilla and King Kong beating the fuck out of each other for an hour. That what else do you need? Well, you want like. You know, I Shia LaBeouf agree. character running around like in Transformers. I don't need that shit. Just have them. I not- mean, that is what those movies are, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, that is, I just want the, the fucking robots to beat each other up. I don't give a fuck about the humans. See, and I think that's why people are not liking it because there's not enough. Not enough humans. No, not enough of the monsters. Oh, I disagree. Oh, you like I the am humans. a Japanese traditionalist when it comes to Godzilla. Uh-huh. I like that Godzilla in a lot of those movies is the B or C plot. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. It is a B or C plot, like in Transformers, but the A plot with the humans is usually very bad. So I... I don't even agree that the humans are the A plot in Transformers. Those are just, like, horrendous from top to bottom. The humans are the B plot, and then the A plot comes in halfway through the movie. Because the humans are irrelevant after a certain point in those movies. The humans are never irrelevant in the usual... Godzilla formula. Uh-huh. Bottom line is that I don't trust reviews about this franchise. Okay. But I don't love that people are not thinking it's very good because people also didn't think that the King of the Monsters one was very good. And I agree that it wasn't very good. It wasn't mm. awful, but it wasn't very good. So I haven't watched the last the Godzilla I watched was the one with, uh, oh man, I have his face, but Matthew I don't. Broderick. I do try to. Uh, teach him things, dear listener. <laughs> I do try to um, wow. learn him culture. We we hate that. Sentence. And yet, and yet, there's only so much that I can do. <sighs> Look, I can't. That's a, it's just not my thing. Is that okay? You're gonna make me watch. You're gonna make me absolutely watch these movies in this yes. monster cinematic universe. That's correct. And I'm disgusted. It's another MCU. Oh my god. Ugh. It's not another. No. I'm just, it's, a, it's like the acronym <sighs> Monster Cinematic Universe. It's a joke about the words that I use. It's not specifically even that. In It's Monsterverse. Oh, it's, oh, it's called the Monsterverse. Yes. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> Fuck you. Speaking of the actual MCU, the Loki trailer came out. I can't wait for this. I fucking tell you. Oh my God. That the hype that I have for this is so. I'm ready. I know the Tom Hiddleston fans because they are a a ravenous bunch. Any cult around an ugly white man is crazy, (laughs) is deadly. They are like the one group that I might put on the same level as like Barb's. Absolutely. Like, do not talk shit. I know they were crying at the beginning of Endgame. Just a. Oh, no, the beginning of Infinity Infinity War, War. I apologize. Damn, even, like, another movie? Damn! That's rough. They had to sit there two movies knowing that that nigga was dead. Oh, my God. I know they was mad as fuck. I'm sure people left the theater. That's how wild Loki stands are. 
They're wild. I know some. I know somebody left the theater. I know that it's not the same thing, but Loki stands just remind me of Draco Malfoy stands from Harry Potter. I don't know. It's the same thing. Okay. It's it's just the villain who is like super evil and awful, and everyone uh-huh. loves him anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, Loki at least has redeeming qualities. Yes. <laughs> you say he's ugly. Tom Hiddleston. I don't know if I was ugly. That's harsh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all that being said about the stands who are going to wear out Disney Plus, like it's an old VHS, <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's time. It's time. I, I love time travel. Time cops. It, I, love, I mean, we don't love cops. We don't no, love cops. No. But Loki, as Listen, a time cop. Time cops might not have participated in the same kind of... That's true. Although there's literally shots of people in prison, so oh, I am an abolitionist even in space time. We don't, mm, yeah. And you know what else is ridiculous uh, is that I have to take Owen Wilson seriously in a role. That's true. I that is going to be difficult to do. It's going to be very difficult to do. Uh, I forget who it was, but someone asked me, "Do you think he's going to go?" Wow. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it the way he does it. I'm not an impersonation person. No, clearly. I I'm mean, not. maybe I'll sneak one in. If it's short enough, it's wow. fair use. I don't, I don't know. How I don't do know. That. Just send me a link. <sighs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're not going to talk spoilers. Uh, I will say the last episode did turn, start to turn things around for me. Um, specifically about race. Although, I got to say, I find this shit exhausting. In a way that's like... I'm actually kind of mad at Tony Stark. Okay, same more. I don't know. It just kind of like ruins to me his be like his I guess his quote unquote legacy. It was just like wow. It's just like it was this white dude that kind of didn't really give a fuck about anyone who was around him, and like it's tough now because a lot of the like stuff that we think about black superheroes is now becoming canonized in the MCU. So it's hard to even think about all the old stuff and like think about the characters that they interact with in the same way and I don't know it like not ruins it for me but I'm just like huh. I guess my perspective is that Tony Stark was an asshole until the MCU began <laughs> like that was actually his whole character arc well yeah so I yeah he was an asshole who didn't think about anyone but himself right and then and then he saved the world also didn't cut Falcon a check before he <laughs> croaked Snap stuff out of existence. I mean, maybe that will come up because it seems like a pretty obvious thing to come up in universe. Like you're broke, but you know Tony Stark. Um, and more than just as a joke, like I think that that's a legitimate thing. I when I made the joke last time we talked about it that I would be on the phone with Pepper Potts immediately. I'm serious, like sis. I'm t- I just like if this is chump change to you, so. I, I totally get where you're coming from. I also am not going to defend white men. So it's fucked up that Steve didn't know certain things. We had to be super vague because of spoilers. We didn't give a spoiler warning. Suffice to say, um, the whole point of the reveal, I think, was that people didn't know. I think it's weird to pick out individual perpetrators when I think the point is that the system does this because a lot of this was happening before Tony was alive. Like he wasn't even born. 
I think what it reminds me of is that when people say, wow, I have no idea that racism exists until Black people started talking about it. I'm like, um, it's kind of obvious at this point, you know? I think you have to remember that this is not for us. Whenever big conversations about race happen, they're usually not from Black people to Black people. There's been very few examples that I can even think of, like maybe Sorry to Bother You being the most recent one, where I think someone who had a point to make was trying to make that point to people who mostly already agree with him. I just, I think watching it, I'm enjoying the show for sure. I just also think that also having to like grapple with whatever racial thoughts the show has is like making it a little difficult to watch. Yeah, I don't love it. I am not interested in what Kevin Feige thinks about race and racism in America. I'm not interested in what the U.S. military thinks about race and racism in America. And I'm not interested in what the United States government or government officials think about race or racism in America. I think my biggest critique so far is, frankly, the way that Sam and Bucky are so embedded into the military-industrial complex that this show is like so much about that. And that Captain America is so much a part of that. And I do think that's going to be the ultimate narrative is like, Mm. you cannot divorce Steve from Captain America and you cannot divorce Captain America from this awful racist legacy. But I think that's as deep as we can go without you inserting some kind of spoiler. Yeah, we'll see what happens as the the series continues. Episode four this week. That's right. We'll see what happens. Okay, I think you should drop some music. All right. We have a special treat for you today. Yes, Gamer Friends, very special. A longtime friend of the show is finally coming on Leslie, who is the marketing specialist at Discordian Games, makers of Second Star, and host of Nice Things Cast. Hi, yes, I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely, thank you for coming on. on. Like, what, what? I have to, I actually have to say, you've been holding out. Oh? <laughs> on the goods. So I was connected to Leslie through social media, through the Gamer Friend social media, in particular via the Socialist Gamers account and that group, which I was, I have to say, honored and thrilled that <laughs> we had found our audience. That's really my ultimate that, goal. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> what else? Who else is there, really? Really, I don't want to know anybody else It's not... Uh, a socialist or be a gamer. Or see a socialist gamer. That's or it. see a socialist gamer. <laughs> I think we've done it. I think that's a wrap. We've said all that there is to say. That's it. Gamer Friends is actually over. That's the end of the series now. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Are you going to move on to gamer enemies? Maybe. <laughs> so how much would you Jeff charge Healy? us to take that idea? Because... I have several things. <laughs> oh my god! Just, just today, to on on Twitter, there was like four games that were announced, and I was like, "That's awful!" And I hate whoever made that. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful.
Um, okay, so <laughs> we're here to talk about Second Star Game. I just became aware of Second Star, and now Cedric and I have both played through uh, most of the demo that's coming out soon. Leslie, what is Second Star? What's going on with Discordian? What's happening? Yeah, so um, Discordian Entertainment is the studio that's producing Second Star. It is a science fiction role-playing relationship adventure game, and this is our very first game. Uh, Discordian became a studio in 2019. I came on as the marketing specialist in September of 2020. And uh, yeah, so our our debut demo, Second Star Prelude, which is like the first chapter of the game, just a little a little amuse bouche, um, will be coming out on will be coming out on Steam uh, April 14th, which is uh, a Wednesday. So get get hyped for that. <laughs> I'm really hyped for it, actually. Uh, let's be real about how we played this, uh, Cedric. Oh yeah, no, okay, because so- I do blame you for this. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So if you're a fan of Gamer Friends, you know that I personally have been trying to get a gaming PC up and running for a very long time. And Mm. I, you know, I don't have the funds. Mm. So when uh, we were like, oh, let's, let's play this. Let's get, you know, let's get this running on a machine. I was like, well, let me see. Let me find my own MacBook. I think I have a bootcamp partition on it from when I was in undergrad and I had to take a programming class. I had to take C++ programming and it was awful. And the only thing that came <laughs> out of it was <laughs> I had to learn how to put a partition on that hard drive. So I go to dig up the, the MacBook and I'm like, ugh, it has like the really old charger. Where is this really old charger? We also moved like six months ago and I still, I am not still out of boxes yet. <laughs> so then I find my old Surface Pro 4. <sighs> I'm like, well, Let's see if this boots up. And it did. And I was like, we weren't working with great hardware is, is the moral of the story. Uh, but we right. got it up and running. And I was so happy that we at least could do that. Uh, but <laughs> it's a little, I'm a little embarrassed about having to admit that. I don't, I don't appreciate that big neck. Sorry. Um, I just thought that people should know that despite the severe limitations <laughs> of a surface of our <laughs> hardware <laughs> i had such a good time playing this demo i think first of all the thing that blew me away uh from the very beginning was how you become introduced to yourself as the character this is like the best character creator not because you're oh actually spending gosh. time like you know changing your face and stuff but you're learning about yourself and also what is going on in the game and not in a way that is obnoxious. Like, yeah. Or like formulate. It's not like, all right, pick this person's face, pick this person's voice and pick this person's backstory and then start the game. I loved right from the beginning, how it was so well integrated mm-hmm. just into the gameplay itself. I was like, Ooh, yes. Why don't more people do this? What's <laughs> wrong with you developers? It was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we wanted to give you because, it, you know, you are we've decided, you know, you're playing Dr. Lee, you know, that that is already kind of an established character within the world of Second Star. 
Um, mm. But we did want to give you some agency to kind of immerse yourself in this character. So um, we have a selection of four different voices to choose from. Everything in the game is voice acted as well as, you know, subtitles and stuff. Um, so we have four different varieties of voices to choose from. None of them are, you know, explicitly gendered and you are referred to as they throughout the entire game. So we wanted to be really respectful of like every identity and every sort of gender identity and and anything on the spectrum. Um, We even have um, things in the game where we don't have stairs. All we have is ramps. So theoretically, your character could be a wheelchair user. Um, So we wanted to keep things like that in mind while we were creating this game. I think that that is so evident from the very beginning. (laughs) It's really clear that that was the intention. But like I was saying before, it's not not like those exposition tropes that video games often fall into, where it's like, hey, you've been in this position for this many years, and so obviously you know this 10 minutes of exposition already, obviously, (laughs) right? But here it is, just in case. (laughs) The way that it's done in Second Star, I think is top-notch. And you brought up the second thing that blew me away really immediately. The voice acting does not sound like (laughs) indie game that was established at a studio that's only been around for a year and a half. Voice act. It was actually good good. voice acting. Thank you. I thought it was like, hold up. Where is the budget for this voice (laughs) acting Yeah, we um, we had a really long uh, audition process. We went through, I think, I want to say definitely in the hundreds of uh, audition tapes, Um, some really, really good. And that's why they have been cast in our game and some that were maybe a little on the um, I'm going to say on the uh, unique side. (laughs) Mm, mm. I almost want to know everything about that, but (laughs) (laughs) I just have to say hats off to all the voice actors. Even the fact that the entire game is fully voiced, I was not expecting that. When you described the game to us uh, before we played it ourselves, I was expecting like a text-based thing. Like that's it. That was all I was expecting. So to hear voice acting (laughs) immediately and then hear all these different characters talking and then all the different options for your own character, right off the bat, I was extremely impressed. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We we have a great team of writers who are dedicated to writing these different characters and really like bringing a realistic voice to them, which I think is so, so impressive. Um, and also we, we have voice actors who more or less correspond to, you know, the character's race, the character's background, mm-hmm. um, you know, the character's gender identity, things like that. So we wanted to be really respectful of that as well when we were doing our audition process, so. Yeah, no, I was about to say the writing is also very good because not that, like, any character yet I found, like, polarizing, but I'm like, oh, I think I like this person more. (laughs) You already have your favorites. (laughs) Already. I was like, damn, it's only, like, 15 minutes in. This is wild. (laughs) That pilot and I are going to (laughs) fight. The pilot and me are going to come to blows. I was like, oh, "Oh, so where do you think we should go? And they were just like, I don't know, man. That's not my problem. You figure that out. Oh, <laughs> damn. Flying the ship. Oh, exactly. Where do you yeah, fly? Yeah. Okay. 
That's uh, yeah, Stefan Watson. Shout out to Stefan. He's an incredible voice actor and actor, and he's so, so funny. He also does a bunch of his own podcasts and he has a YouTube channel called, I think it's called The Cracked Brains. And it's so, it's just him and his friends like goofing while they play uh, different games. And he's, he's just hilarious. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So what is the future of Second Star looking like? This demo is coming out uh, April 14th and everyone on Steam can play it. What happens after the demo? What's the timeline? After the demo, we, you know, obviously we want as many people to play it and enjoy it and, and give us, you know, feedback or or things that they liked, things that they maybe think we could realistically work on. We're working on our Kickstarter for the full version of the game. I think we're going to launch that sometime in the summer. I don't want to put down, I don't want to nail down a date right away because we're still working on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're just... We're just chugging. Every week we have our level design meetings and we're sharing art inspirations with each other and we're just working really, really hard. And for right now, this is all volunteer. So it's just people that really love what this game is and what it's about and all the elements that we felt were present in other games, but not in the configuration that we have made it, which is is mm. really cool. It's a, it's a game that I've always wanted to play, but it's never been out there. So we just decided to make it ourselves. <laughs> That's extremely exciting to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say what totally sold me when I was like, oh, now I can't wait for Cedric to get a PC so, so that I can <laughs> play this uh, along with my other list of PC games to play. Spoiler alert for the first planet on the demo, there are floating rocks when you get there. <laughs> And instead of like a hokey avatar explanation for why there's floating rocks and stuff, it actually was a scientific explanation. And as someone who spends Mm -hmm. a lot of their free time. Too much, maybe. That seemed (laughs) shady. That seemed pointed. No, it wasn't pointed. It It just got cold in here. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, I like to watch and digest a lot of physics and space and like alien biology content mm-hmm. <laughs> in my free time on Twitter and in YouTube binges and all that kind of stuff. I'm just really excited about the science side of this science fiction game. So many <laughs> like Mass Effect games and stuff like that. It's it's sci-fi, but it's, you know... The- <laughs> It's not that much science. The The scientific race is not taken very seriously. I, I didn't find. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to hear more about um, how that came to be because I get the sense that it's going to be throughout. Yeah, definitely. Some of the dev team have you know, family members that are geologists or botanists or, or just really generally incredibly smart people um, that we actually used for consulting uh, while we were designing. So the, the, you know, sort of life forms that you see on the planet could realistically exist on a extraterrestrial planet. The geology, the way the, the, the different elements of rocks and things like that, that you find on the, on the planet could really possibly exist. Um, So we did do a lot of research firsthand so like you said, put the science more into science fiction. I mean, it it absolutely shows. I was like, oh, this shit does sound kind of real. I don't 
Because <laughs> it's not something that you, I've never, I haven't experienced that, really. Or it's like, or, or I think of like, um, what movie was it? Basically, like any big, like big monster movie or like big robot movie, like Transformers or what's the one with, with Idris Elba? Pacific Rim. I feel like the science stuff is just like, oh, look, the dumb scientist is like saying something funny and like making a couple of right. like really hard He's got hard a white thing. coat on. He must know yeah. what he's talking about. <laughs> and like I can't, you know, I don't take them seriously. And this was like the complete opposite. I was like, oh, this shit, this shit sounds real, real. I can't. <laughs> Here's a free marketing slogan. It's the arrival of video games. Because that's how I felt watching the movie Arrival. Like, oh, it's a science fiction movie that actually gives a shit about what the scientist has to say and what the reality of linguistics would be in a first contact scenario. I just found that movie really fascinating because it wasn't just like, oh, the aliens are here. Oh, no. And it's like Will Smith blowing things (laughs) up. Like, that wasn't what Arrival was about. (laughs) Arrival was about the team of physicists that would have to show up and figure out what exactly was going on. That's much more realistic. So uh, the realism that y'all are going for here and have achieved in the demo, I am just extremely excited about. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'll go on all of our merch. <laughs> the arrival of video games. <laughs> oh, man. So I think you are the first marketing specialist we've had on the show. And I'm always interested in hearing about, like, the jobs that go into making games and putting them out. Can you describe a little bit about what you do? Yeah. um, So primarily, I am responsible for our social media accounts, mainly our Twitter and our Instagram. Uh, We also have a Discordian Discord, which saying that out loud just is (laughs) harder to say than I thought it would be. Um, We have a a Discordian um, for for fans and, and for our dev team as well. So if you run into an issue and you want to talk to a dev person, you can come in and ask questions. Or if you just want to chat with folks who also really enjoy the game, you can you can come on in there as well. Um, but yeah, so I take care of all of our social media stuff. I am responsible for like you know, dev blog updates when we have really cool things that we want to share. Uh, once we get our Kickstarter going, taking care of all of the copy and and you know sort of the writing side of that. But yeah, it's it's a lot. But uh, I really enjoy interacting with fans, obviously. I mm-hmm. love to hear, you know, when they have nice things to say or if they have a constructive piece of feedback is really great. So I think that's what really drives me to, to enjoy doing this kind of work. Awesome. And how did you get into it? Um, actually, I was in a another Discord with... Currently, she is the community manager for Inner Sloth, which is the studio that makes Among oh. Us. Her name is yes. Victoria Tran. Um, oh. She She's responsible for the Among Us Twitter. She's incredible. Um, she's a huge inspiration. She's super, super smart. And um, just being in a Discord with her and, and learning about what kind of work she's doing was such an inspiration for me. I was like, I mean, man, I really want to do something like that. You know, I really love, I, I'm terminally online. I love to tweet. I, <laughs> I love to, you know, I love to interact with people that way. And I also really love video games. So why not combine the two? That's amazing. That's such a cool connection. I just reconnected with a high school friend of mine. I should say high school age. It was a very weird time. 
And <laughs> she was like my saving grace when I moved uh, to a state away from where I had grown up and everything. Anyway, she now runs Dual Wield Studios, which is the official oh. like plush maker for Among yeah. Us now. <laughs> so oh you, you must also know Josh Boykin. I don't know Josh personally, okay. uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. He's partner. he's also at Dual Wield, and he shout out to Intelligame, uh, Twitch Twitch slash Intelligame US because it's it's so good. He Josh is incredible. <laughs> wow, I just feel like we just did like a whole round of the six degrees of separation to get to <laughs> to get to a month. <laughs> we just yeah, we just Kevin Bacon did. <laughs> Shout out to the new the new flag, the new map. It's great. I love it. It's very big. Um, oh yeah, airship is so good. Oh <laughs> so my god, good. it's so fun. In addition to all the wonderful work you're doing at Discordian on behalf of Second Star, you're also the host of the Nice Things Cast, which I have <laughs> found to be a true delight. Again, social media oh, connections. Thank you. <laughs> um, that we've made on the Gamer Friends Twitter. Uh, how has that experience been for you? What are uh, what are your plans for the podcast? And could you tell our audience about what exactly it is? Yeah. So the the idea kind of came to me in like 2018. In 2018, I was part of the Democratic Socialists of America. I was in DSA, and uh, I was the pre- like. I almost said president. Ugh. I was almost the, I was the <laughs> chair or like co-chair of our chapter in Orlando. And I burnt out really, really hard. I like completely crashed. And um, I actually went on a friend of mine's podcast, uh, the rest in peace North Bay. But um, I went on their podcast to talk about burnout and like the ways that you can identify it and the ways that you can avoid it or recover from it. And what I really emphasized was like, really just enjoy things that you like, even if they're the dumbest, even if you think like, oh my gosh, I would never even tell anybody that I, I like this thing or I'm, you know, this thing makes me happy. Just enjoy it. And, and that sparked the idea of like, I want to create a show where I talk about things that I love and really highlight them and give them more space in my life. And I want Mm. my friends to come on and do the same thing so I can learn you know, more about what makes them happy and things that, you know, maybe I could, you know, watch or read or just incorporate into my life. And that's how nice things came, came about. That's such a nice story. (laughs) (laughs) I am wanting to follow up on uh, the TIE Fighters episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) In particular. Um, I just want to know, has your opinion at all changed um, about the Go anime now that we have all of the latest news about Attack on Titan's final season? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Um, we dipped into nerd and we weren't expecting that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. Here we go. <laughs> just breaking all of the forms <laughs> no, today. No, I'm honestly, I am always down to talk about anime. I I literally said on Twitter today, I was like, I have a lot of feelings about My Hero Academia and I have nobody to share them with. <laughs> oh, I'm so far behind. But, um, I'm so far behind. Oh my God, it's so good. It's <sighs> it's just, it 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 gets me. Todoroki, the, the half ice, half fire guy, he's my 
son and I love him and I will die for him. <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. But, um, Attack on Titan, I, I, I honestly, like, fell off, I think, around, like, season two. Um, I I got a lot of... <laughs> I, I didn't really realize it at the time, like, how, like, why it bothered me so much. Because a lot of the kind of problematic stuff doesn't really come up until later seasons. But I just got a vibe of, like, I I don't think this is for me. I mean, I love action-y stuff, like... Like Shonen is my number one genre. I've watched, I've been watching Naruto since like, I don't even know how long, but like, even now I can't really explain it aside from all the, you know, stuff uh, surrounding it. But I was just like, no, I'm just not a, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I'm glad to be reinforced in this because I kind of stopped watching basically in the second season as well. And mm-hmm. it, it also was a very passive, like, where is this going? And now that I've heard some of the things, I don't know explicitly because I am trying to stay spoiler free because I do intend to like power through it just because it's going to be the only thing that some people are talking about for like a month. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those ones that it's, it's going to be like a historical moment in anime history as like, Oh my God, that sounds so weeb. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like one of those moments where like you kind of have to, you kind of have to at least know about it in order to make like a informed judgment. I feel like mm. it's the cyberpunk of anime. It's the cyber. Yes. I, yeah, actually. Yes. Okay. Oh man. I, I can get on board with that. I'm lost as hell. I I'm just want to pull Keanu Reeves out of that game, like purple Rose of Cairo style and just be like, Keanu, you don't need this gig. <laughs> I promise <laughs> you. You're John wick. You don't need this gig. I had no idea that the Arch Motorcycles in the game were his company until, like, well after the fact. And I just oh, no. got so sad for him. <laughs> you missed that Night City Wire? Did you miss that one? I think not I skipped attention? over it because it was about Those was about motorcycles. motorcycles? Yeah. That's... <laughs> 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 oh, damn. Um, what I want to know, a question that I have, besides <gasps> Second Star, obviously, because I... I I, we just talked about it, but what games are you guys playing right now? <laughs> what are we playing right now? Um, <laughs> for me, it's still mostly Apex Legends. I play a lot of that. Uh, I stopped playing for a little bit. I'm like trying to catch up on the battle pass, mm-hmm. but I at least want to finish it to 100, at least. Um, I start, we started Outriders. Jordan is a little bit deeper in it than I am. Um, I mean, I like it. I do need to pick it back up, though, because everyone's getting ahead of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what always <laughs> happens with looter shooters. Is yes. He's like, yes, I'm going to play. And he plays for a few hours. And then, like, halfway through the campaign, he doesn't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. I just The problem is, like, the further everyone else gets, the less inclined I am to play it. And so all I can say is thank God right. for their janky servers, apparently. Just, you know, keeping everyone... <laughs> Not too, too far ahead of me so I can catch up. It's also the (laughs) anti-FOMO game, finally, because there's no continuous updates. Like, it is what it is. So even if I do reach the end before you, the goal is just to play the end over and over again. And so it doesn't matter when you get there because anyone can just drop it and pick it back up at that point. Um, I have gotten into Narita Boy and Genesis Noir. 
as like new oh, things. Oh, I heard that, that was so good. May not have heard about. Yeah, um, both of them I think are extremely good. Narita Boy, unfortunately, is not for me. It's a side scroller, so it's not for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hates him. Hates a side scroller. Uh, but it's fine. It's totally fine. But everything they're saying about it is right. Like it, it if I if I could handle completing a side scroller, <laughs> then it would be the best side scroll I've ever played. Like oh, hands man. down. Uh unfortunately. <laughs> I I, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this on YouTube. <laughs> what are you playing right now? Oh, man. I just got uh, I got the new Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise. So oh. I'm working my way through that. I'm on level two monsters now. So <laughs> um, <laughs> Two out of what? But, no, this is actually, uh, I think I played whatever one was on the DS. I can't remember. But I played that one and like I just didn't get it. Um, it was a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. and no real no real tutorial. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I was just like, I don't get it. I'm I'm done. I'm gonna go back to playing Kirby Planet Robobot. Um, <laughs> but exactly. this time I saw the trailer and I was like, man, I really, really like the monster designs. I think all of the armor looks cool. I wanna ride a big dog. <laughs> um, so I got it and I actually watched, there's a, a YouTube video on Polygon, um, from Polygon. Um, that's basically like a quick friendly tutorial for like, if you've never played it before, here's what it all, you know, the basic kind of stuff that you need to know. And so once I watched that and I got a better sense of it, I've just been obsessed with it. It's so much fun. I am hmm. really heartened to hear that because that was my biggest impediment to playing Monster Hunter World. Right? I was just like, this is this is overwhelming and I'm exhausted. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to hear that there's some kind of tutorial that folks can can find to conquer Monster Hunter. Rise. Right, yeah. <laughs> so is there anything else that you wanted to share with folks about what you're up to, projects that are coming down the line, or where to find you on the internet? Yeah, so um, you can find, uh, well, you can find Second Star at, at Second Star Game on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're also at secondstargame.com. So you can check out, you know, our player trailers and things like that. The game, like I said, is coming out on Steam April 14th, uh, which is a Wednesday. And you can find me, I'm at, at garbage underscore Hime, where I say a lot of swear words and talk about um, just, you know, how much I want to kiss David from Alvin and the Chipmunks. So <laughs> that, whoa, that's, that's so specific. That's very specific. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just, I just want to be honest with the kind of content I'm putting out on that, on that place. That, y- y- I, yeah. Yeah. I'm thrilled to hear it. <laughs> I think that every character deserves a stand, and I'm glad that David from Album and Chipmunks has. <laughs> also, I'm glad that you pronounced your gamer tag because I thought that it was just a play on Heim, like yeah, the musical that... group. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I'm realizing no, that everybody... that's not how you spell it. No, no yeah, it's everybody. Not how you spell it. Uh... <laughs> Everybody thinks it's Heim, 
uh, it's Hime because I'm, I am a big weeb. Um, and Hime is the Japanese honorific for princess. So it's literally garbage princess. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely beautiful. Well, we will put links in all of these things to the show notes. <laughs> and we were so happy to have you on. We're really rooting for this game. We'll keep everyone updated on social. And uh, Cedric and I will talk about it in the home screen and when it comes out. Absolutely. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, that was a show. That was a show. Thank you so much, Leslie, garbage princess. <laughs> you learn something new every day. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, please check out Second Star Game. We really did have a ton of fun playing the demo. It comes out April 14th, which is probably less than a week from now when you hear this. Absolutely. Link is in the show notes, as it always is. And this is going to be a link heavy show note and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that that makes me feel good hmm. we can put links to creators we love in the show notes so you should check them out with your finger but with the buttons and the links hit them if you enjoyed this episode <laughs> even despite that then <laughs> please rate review and subscribe on your platform of choice yes and if you really don't mind my awful awful humor you can support it monetarily on patreon the link for that is also in the show notes. And shout out to our patrons, Nerdy, Abner, Sarah, Emma, Enya, and Cody. Every episode, we appreciate it. It's just We appreciate you so much. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Deuces. See, I let you say it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, by the way, did you see the game of the year? And by game of the year, I mean game of the decade and also game of the century? Uh, no. But considering the the art of the game, I'm a, hero. I'm a little... Twerk hero. I don't know if I want to open up this link. This is... I don't want to play this. I would say I'm going to hell for playing a game like this, but I guess that's You're the point. There. I oh. see you flicking is really more of a press and and and, and move. Got it. Mm-hmm. Ow. Oh. I don't... This... <laughs> <sighs>